Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Hello! Hello, welcome. Is, is anyone there? Yeah, are you guys still, are you guys still here? Um, it may not seem like we've been gone for a long time, but for us, it does seem that way because we have not recorded in a few months. <laughs> we were busy editing and getting shows out to you for you to listen. And we've been gone since you've been gone. Okay, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome back to season one of Amigas About Friends. We are still in season one of the show, Friends, currently episode 22, the one with the ick factor. Um, let's do our mental health check. Laura, how are you doing today? Today, specifically, I'm doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although I only slept, like, I can't do math. I want to say, like, three hours, maybe three and a half, but it was my own fault, um... I, I scared myself uh, before going to sleep, so that worked out all right for me. But mental health-wise, um, everything else is more or less okay right now. But uh, I don't like to, I don't like to get too excited about it because I know myself, and uh, I, I mean, I have bipolar. So the very nature of my existence means that I will probably have shitty mental health sometime soon. <laughs> but how is your mental health? Deteriorating slowly. <laughs> You were there. We took my son to get his um, stuff for school because he's going to start high school this year. He's a freshman and we got his school ID and that was enough to kind of traumatize me. Not traumatize me. What's the right word? Send me down a spiral of sadness and excitement (laughs) and, you know, stuffs that parents deal with when their kids get older. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, but other than that, I'm, I've actually been great. Life's been good. Uh, you know, there's always a hiccup here and there, but you know, for today it's great. (laughs) Uh, side note, I'd like to add that I, yes, I did go to this high school orientation and, um, someone confused me for a high schooler and my day was made, especially because it was freshman day. So that means that with a mask on, I look like a high school freshman. I have the body of a high school freshman. If that sounds weird, I'm so sorry. That is hilarious, especially considering this episode. Oh, no. I take it back. I have the physique of a high school freshman. What, what it makes it sound less weird? I think I already went down the rabbit hole with this one. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's jump right into it, because it's been forever. I like how my voice cracked just then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we start the episode with the whole gang at the coffee house. Monica and Phoebe are teasing Rachel and saying, tell him, tell him. They're talking about Chandler. Rachel embarrassingly tells them no, and Monica points out that Rachel can't even look at Chandler. Chandler responds, saying to please tell him he could use another reason why women won't look at him. And Rachel finally tells him that she had a sex dream about him. 
They were doing it on the coffee table uh, where they were all sitting around. Joey compliments Chandler on his excellent dream score, and Ross asks why she would dream something like that. Rachel doesn't get to answer because Chandler chimes in and asks if he was any good in her sex dream. Rachel replies that he was pretty damn good, and Chandler jokes that in his own dreams he's pretty inadequate. Uh, Rachel then tells him that in her dream he really knew his way around the table. Have you ever had a sex dream about one of your friends, and was it good or bad? I've had sex dreams about my friends. I won't name friends because I feel like that's weird. Um, But yes, I have. Most of them were good. But I want to say that um, the weirdest thing for me was one time I had a sex dream about one of my coworkers years ago. Maybe I was like 22 or 23. Anyway. Start doing the math, people. It yeah. might be you. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, and I didn't even really talk to this guy at all. And before that, I had never looked at him, like, in that way. Then I had the sex dream, and it was fantastic. And then I could not look at him in the eye. Much like Rachel could not look at Chandler in the eye. Like, I could not look at this guy in the, in the eye. And I was like, oh, my God, here comes blah, blah. And I was, like, super shy. I don't think I ever told them, but he did tell me years later, like, I'm talking, this was in 2013, probably, like, in 2017 or early early 2018, he was like, oh, I just want to say that I always had a crush on you when we worked together, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was so close to being like, well, I didn't have a crush on you at first, but then I had a sex dream about you, and then I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was probably the most uh, relevant to Rachel's situation. How about you? Have you had sex dreams with your friends? Were they good? I can't think of any sex dream about friends. I've had odd sex dreams about exes that I'm like, what the fuck? And the sex dream was way better than the reality because <laughs> I had already been there, done that. So that was um, new and confusing. Like, what the fuck? That's not real. So, um, so yeah, that was... Uh, that was the most... I don't think I've ever had a dream about a friend. Maybe your brain was trying to give you, like, reparations for... <laughs> it's making years for, of terrible For the sex. trauma. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here you go. You didn't... You didn't have a real good time in, in real life, but here's this. At least have this. <laughs> Let me help you out real yeah. quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, moving on. Ross, who is obviously annoyed about her dreams, tells Rachel, I love it when we share... He then gets up and walks towards the coffee counter. Chandler follows him and asks if, she, if he's alright. Ross tells him that he can't believe Chandler and Rachel had sex in her dream. Chandler apologizes and says he was really drunk and it was somebody else's self-conscious. Their credit rolls and then when we get back, Chandler is sitting on the coffee table and jokingly flirting with Rachel. Rachel tells him to get off the table and just then Phoebe asks Joey for a pen. She's looking for a job because she lost a few of her massage clients by teaching a massage yourself at home class and they are joey tells chandler hey chan she can work for you chandler then responds with a thanks joey uh, phoebe excitedly shows that she can do it and chandler tells her that it actually requires her for for her to be normal for a majority part of the day and phoebe assures him that she can do it would you hire a friend if you weren't sure if they could do the job probably not if i was a boss and i I'm supposed to be trying to, you know, 
keep the daily progress going? Probably not. Um, in this particular situation, Chandler needs a secretary is what it is. And so maybe as a secretary, because I mean, the max that you got to do is answer a phone and maybe transfer a call, but definitely take a message. Um, so maybe if it was something simple like that, but no, probably not. Because I wouldn't want to get myself in trouble for hiring some BS employee. And you? Yeah, honestly, I, I wouldn't. I'm like pretty sketched out about hiring friends, even if I think that they would be good for the job. Just because it's kind of a weird dynamic to go from friend to coworker. I feel like it's more organic to go from coworker to friend. Mm, yeah. Um, but no, definitely not. If I if I thought they weren't good for the job, I wouldn't even consider hiring them because then it would be just be an awkward situation. Um, and especially like in this situation, Chandler is going to be like essentially her boss. And if she had not done the job correctly, then you're kind of in a situation where you have to correct your friend or discipline your friend. And depending on how your friend is, are they going to take the discipline seriously? Or are they going to be like, oh my God, no, it's Chandler. He's just kidding. Like I can do whatever I want. So to me, no, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> can't do it. I'm sorry, Jasmine. I can't hire you. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, in the same scene, Rachel is sitting near Ross and asks what he is playing with as he's fidgeting with something, and he responds that it, that he has a pager. Joey asks why a paleontologist would need a pager, and Monica jokes, saying, is it for, like, a dinosaur emergency? Help, come quick, they're still extinct. Uh, Ross then clarifies that he got it so that when Carol, his ex-wife, was pregnant with his child, in case y'all needed a reminder, um, so that when Carol can, so that Carol can get a hold of him, when she goes into labor, uh, because cell phones weren't a thing back in 1994, um, Ross says all Carol has to do is call 55 Jimbo. Chandler says it's a cool phone number and a possible name for his child. <laughs> um, did you have a pager growing up? And if so, what was your outgoing message? So I did not have a pager growing up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My sister had a pager growing up. I want to say in like 96, maybe 97, but I have no recollection about what her message was. I just remember if we needed to get a hold of her, we'd have to call some kind of hotline and then they would relay the message on the pager. Like, is, 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 that, is that correct? I don't remember. I don't remember. Listen, in 1994, I was four years old. I don't, I don't remember a lot about it. Um... But no, I didn't have a pager. Did you have a pager? Not in 1994, making me feel old as fuck. <laughs> when did you have a pager? I had a pager when I was um, in like my freshman year of high school. Freshman, sophomore, something like that. No, yeah, like my freshman, sophomore year of high school, I definitely had a pager. But this was already like 2001, mm. um, 2000, 2001. But yes, I had a pager, and my outgoing message was definitely, which all of y'all who know me can relate, because all of y'all did it too, um, it was like some oldie song playing, like, it was like, you know, the intro to I'm Your Puppet, or whatever, and then you pull the phone back, and you're like, hey, you've reached your girl Jasmine, leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can, late, and then put the song back on, <laughs> so that the 
it would finish. it would fade out with the song oh my yeah. god nerd that's exactly how we did it back in the 2001s back okay? in the, back in 1994 i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. but yes and my pager was one of those mini ones that was clear and it was blue Oh it was gosh. super cool. That sounds really cool, actually. It was. I liked it. And this was all before cell phones. Eventually, I got a phone. But yes, this was... That was my thing. I had a pager. I was kind of sad that I didn't have a pager. Like, because I was kind of in the middle where... Like, I don't think a lot of my generation had a pager. But maybe, like, people, like, four to five years older than us maybe did. Oh, so me? Uh, yeah, so you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> because I didn't have a pager, and by the time that I was, like, old enough to have some kind of, like, form of communication, pagers were already, like, out. Extinct. Not extinct. <laughs> like, I mean, doctors use them. <laughs> um, but people weren't really using them. And it's not like everyone had a cell phone either. I just feel like for a while, people didn't have pagers. Like, they weren't that popular anymore, and not everyone had a cell phone yet. But, yeah, I don't even remember how pagers work. I'm trying to remember, <laughs> but I can't even remember how they work. They called it, they left either a voice message or a phone number, and then you call them And back. you call that number? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should bring that technology back. I don't actually want to talk to someone until I <laughs> see who it is. Until but I know what it's I about. could just ignore the call, I guess. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Monica looks at her watch and tells the gang she's leaving. Rachel responds, asking if she's on her way to see young Ethan. Monica sarcastically responds with a thank you, and Joey inquires about Ethan's age. Monica says that he's their age, and then Chandler says, when we were... And Monica confesses that he's a senior in college. Chandler asks if Ethan is okay with Monica's age. Monica says that it isn't even an issue, because she told him she was 22. They laugh, and Monica irritably asks if she can pass for she can't pass for twenty two. Fever replies saying she can pass for like twenty five or twenty six. Monica then says, "I am twenty six. and Phoebe just says, "Oh well, there you go." <laughs> Have you ever tried to pass for a different age? Mm, only when I was younger, um, and it was only to get into to look older, huh? the clubs and <laughs> DJ, and it was only one time. Um, my cousin is a couple months older than me, and I had to be like, oh my god. But it was such a big deal because <laughs> I don't like lying about stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I don't want to get caught. And mm-hmm. she had two IDs, her driver's license and her ID, and different photos for each. So she was able to like hand me one, and then I waited for her to walk into the club, or I don't remember if I walked in first or something. And I used her ID, but I was, like, trying to, quote-unquote, act older (laughs) so that I could be led into this weird club that we were going to. Um, But other than that, no, I've never tried to act younger. I've been told I look younger, which I appreciate. But not by, it's never by much. It's never like, oh, my God, you look like you're 19, and I'm, like, currently 34 or whatever. It's like, oh my god, you would pass for like 27, and I'm like, cool, I'm like 34. (laughs) So, yeah, that's it. Have you tried to be another age? I mean, the same concept, like I was trying to look older when I was younger. Um, I don't even remember why, because I don't think I ever tried to get into a club before I was of age. 
I don't know if you guys can hear that car, but if you can, cool. And if you can't, I'm sorry I pointed it out. Um, but no, I wasn't doing it to try to get to places. I just wanted to feel more mature. I didn't want to <laughs> feel like a child. Uh, now that I'm older <laughs> and so mature, I um, definitely have a skincare resume <laughs> because I, I, I'm not necessarily, a, I don't want to look younger I but I definitely want to freeze time right now <laughs> like I think I think I look good right now I don't think I want to look any older <laughs> every now and then I, I find a, another fine line another expression like I'm like oh my god I make so many weird faces I'm gonna have weird wrinkles when I'm <laughs> when I'm old um but there was a time when somebody did confuse my age or like they thought that I was a lot younger I want to say when I was 26, um, I got in this Uber with like this, I would say the guy was like in his 40s, maybe mid 40s, and he was driving a Tesla, and I had just broken up my engagement, and I was heading over to Pilates class. I don't mean like that same day, I wasn't like, I don't want to be engaged, I'm going to go to Pilates. (laughs) (laughs) But it was near that time where I I broke up my engagement, and I I was going to Pilates, and, and he gave me a ride there. And on the way there, he was like, excuse me, how old are you? And then I was like, um, I'm 26. And then he's like, okay. And so I got in the car and I thought that was kind of weird. And he was like, I'm sorry, you just don't look 26. Like the oldest I thought you'd be was like 22. And that was like stretching it. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) thanks. But honestly, back when I was 26, I, I didn't, really think that much about aging or or me looking younger or or older but the whole ride he was like telling me all these houses that he owned and like all these cars that he had and how he didn't have any children and like like do I want to go to dinner and I was like what (laughs) and he's like you just look you look so young like I can tell you're gonna age so gracefully and you work out Oh, my God. And then I was like, oh, no, like, I'm sorry. I just got out of a serious, like, really serious relationship. And I'm not not really looking to move on really quickly. But, like, thanks. And he handed me his business card. And then when I got out of the car, I was like, man, this guy really was like, oh, this girl looks way younger than what she actually is. So let me try to be her sugar daddy or something. (laughs) And then the other thing I thought is, like, this guy thinks I work out. Like, I went to Pilates, like, once a month. <laughs> I was just thin at that time because I was sick. Like, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, that was my favorite time when someone confused my age. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Rolling in a Tesla as an Uber. Uber driver. Okay. I did ask him why he did that, and he was like, Oh, well, you know, when I'm in between travels, like, sometimes I just want to meet new people. Like, being an Uber driver or a Lyft driver is a great way to network with people. And I've actually heard that from other drivers. Uh But I still thought it was weird because, like, if you have a Tesla (laughs) and all these other, like, properties that you're flexing and money or whatever, why do you need to network with more people? Like, it did seem like maybe he was trying to pick up chicks. I don't know. I probably still have the business card somewhere, but probably not. Damn it, Laura, we need a sugar daddy. I know, I'm sorry. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. Uh, In the next scene, we are at work with Chandler and Phoebe. The phone is ringing, and Chandler asks Phoebe if she can hear it. To which she replies, yeah. And he tells her that the sound will stop as soon as she answers it. 
Phoebe turns on her business voice and answers, telling the caller that Chandler is in a meeting and she could take a message. Um, Chandler tries to intervene to take the call since he's standing right beside her. Phoebe hangs up, and as Chandler's about to ask why she didn't pass him the phone, Phoebe states that Ross said hi. Phoebe seems to be having a good time, and Chandler tells her that he needs to get to work. So Phoebe walks out of his office to her desk, and within seconds calls Chandler on the intercom to see what he is doing. Chandler looks annoyed. <laughs> Did you ever have that one coworker who would always bother you when you were at your busiest? Okay, first of all, I'm, like, kind of upset that you didn't put, like, the exact Phoebe quote when he, when she says, like, <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> but, um, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And it wasn't even just one coworker. I'm not going to point just one coworker out. I will say that some did it more than others. But recently, um, when, before the apocalypse, before the pandy, <laughs> and we were working in the office, where I was sitting was prime real estate right by the upstairs microwave and sink. And I was one of the closest uh, cubicles to that area. So when people would go heat up their food, this was like an, like an open cubicle floor plan. People would go heat up their food and then it's like one, two minutes, however long. We had a toaster too. So sometimes people would be waiting for their fucking toast or Pop-Tart or whatever the fuck. <laughs> And um, they would go to my desk and start talking to me while their food was heating up. And it's like, hey, look, it's really nice that you want to say good morning to me and check, like, how my weekend is and, and, like, shoot shit a little bit. But, like, I have ADHD. If you interrupt me while I'm working, it is really hard for me to be able to focus again. And it was super annoying because I, I also am kind of a people pleaser and I don't like confrontation. So I wouldn't even tell people. I would just be like, oh, hey, good morning, blah, blah. Yeah, my weekend was good. How's yours? And then as soon as their food would be done, they would, like, book it. And then I'd just be sitting there, like, not being able to jump right back in. And it was really, really annoying. Also because you weren't even going to talk to me. Like, it's not like you wanted to talk to me. You were just like, huh, what can I do in the 1 minute and 32 seconds that my fish is heating up? Ew. I know. Terrible. <laughs> oh, let me talk to Laura. What, what is she doing? What are you doing, Lorangi? And then I would just be interrupted and I would be annoyed and then they would leave and their day would be great. And but that, not yours. But not mine. Did you ever go home smelling like fishies? No. Okay. I don't think so. Sometimes my hair did smell like some of the food that they heated up there, but <laughs> I can't ever say like I went home and then it was like... Ooh, fish. <laughs> I don't but, think I was expecting you to be like, ooh, fish. It would have been like, ew, fish. Oh, sorry. <laughs> ooh, fish. Mmm, <laughs> mac and cheese. I don't know. <laughs> I have a weird craving for popcorn right now. I don't <laughs> know why. That's so weird. <laughs> by the way, another not perk of sitting by the microwave was, yeah, all the food smells. Like, because even if... Worst case scenario, it was a food that was really stinky, and I didn't like it, and it made me nauseous. Best case scenario, it was a food that smelled really good, and I wanted to eat it, but it wasn't mine. <laughs> and they weren't going to share yes. with you. Rude. It should be like a rule. If you're going to talk to someone who sits near a microwave, you Feed have them, to give please. them food. No, because then I would get so chubby. <laughs> but did you ever have a coworker that was like always bothering you when you were oh, shit. Sorry. super busy? Um, 
I can't think of anybody. Um, like, I did have people that would come to my desk, and I did have friends that, like, would come by and be like, oh, let's go get coffee, and then, you know, it would take us, like, 15 minutes instead of the two that it would have taken me by myself to get my cup of coffee. But I would say that I was that coworker. There's my ex-work husband. Um, we were besties, and I would go and just... I mean, I knew how busy he was, so it's not like I was technically disrupting his day, and when he was really busy, he would tell me, like, no, I can't, you know, whatever. But um, but when he wasn't really busy, and you know who you are if you listen, I would go and, like, chit-chat with him at his desk, or I would be like, hey, meet me in the break room, or just send him an IM, or, like, an email or whatever, and be like, hey, meet me outside, let's go for a walk, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with my, she was my lead, and she knows who she is, too. Um, cause the three of us worked together. Yeah. So I would, but she sat like on the other side of my desk. So I didn't necessarily need to go to her desk to talk to her. We would just talk over the partition <laughs> to each other. But, um, I wouldn't say that I was like going out of my way to like in- disrupt Annoy them. everybody's <laughs> day. You know, I would say good morning to everybody cause that's just my personality and walk in and even to the people who didn't like me for whatever reason. Just, oh, good morning, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It's Wednesday. Hump day. Happy hump Yay. day, guys. Uh, two more days until Friday. <laughs> Man, you know, I, I kind of kind of miss that office banter. <laughs> you had, like, the same conversations every fucking week. On Monday and Tuesday, it was like, how was your weekend? <laughs> what did you do over the weekend? And then... Thursday was like, happy Friday Eve. <laughs> and then Friday was like, finally fucking Friday. <laughs> so exciting, guys. So now exciting. the only coworkers that disrupt me are the dogs when they bark at the fucking Amazon deliveries or the mailman or just a neighbor who's walking past. And I got to be like, hey, hey, shut the fuck up, please. Thanks. I'm trying to work. But you know what? Um... To your credit, I think there's a difference between, like, interrupting people all the time and then doing, like, the normal, like, hey, good morning. Mm-hmm. Because um, in this case, Phoebe was absolutely interrupting Chandler after he told her I have to work. So. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we are now at the girls' apartment, and Monica seems to be frantic. She is cleaning the windows and wondering if she turned the fish that she had in the oven, but then she realizes that she actually made lasagna. She mentions having to change her belt because it was too tight, and then asks Rachel if she, Monica, is out of control. Rachel tells her that she doesn't understand why she seems so stressed because she's been dating Ethan since his midterms. Even though we don't actually know how long they've been dating. But then has a little moment where she realizes what's going on and asks Monica if tonight is the night. Meaning their first night having sex. Monica responds stating that she doesn't know. She says she likes spending time with Ethan and she really likes him, but that you don't plan for something like that. It just happens. Rachel then is like, uh-huh, and then asks Monica if she shaved her legs, and Monica hesitantly responds with a yes. <laughs> so, Jasmine, when you were dating, did you ever plan for sex? Like, did you plan for sex all the time just in case it would happen, or did you know when you wanted it to happen and plan for those nights only? <laughs> So, this question is funny for me, because yes, I would plan, but also, 
when it happened spontaneously that I didn't plan, I would go through it with it anyways. <laughs> nothing ever kept me, nothing ever held me back from, <laughs> from sex. So even if I hadn't shaved my legs or, you know, whatever, it was like, dude, if he wants it enough, he's going to fucking get it. And if he doesn't and complains, then I guess it just won't fucking happen again. Cause I didn't, I, like, I didn't mean for this to happen and it's happening. So if he doesn't like something about, you know, that my legs aren't shaved or whatever, then that's his problem, not mine. And I probably wouldn't want to date him anyways. Cause once we start actually being boyfriend and girlfriend, not to be, I'm not like that gross girlfriend that never shaves, but I definitely like if it's winter and I know we're not going to have sex, I'm not going to shave my legs just to shave my legs on the off chance that, Hey, we might have sex. Yeah. No, I'm going to shave them for when I plan like a night, but if it happens, it happens. So kind of yes and kind of no. And you? Um, no, I never plan. I never really put a lot of emphasis, like, oh, like, do I think I'm going to sleep with this person? Also, when I was casually dating, I didn't actually sleep with people. Like, um, I think maybe once or twice. Um, but the only time that I really wanted to, because, like, in the moment, like, it just felt like it should happen, and then I didn't. It was because TMI, but I was on my period, and this would have been the first time that I'd be having sex with this person, oh. and I just didn't want that to be the first time. <laughs> like, it, it just felt really weird. Um, in regards to, like, preparing to, like, have sex, like, shaving legs and, and doing all of that, I think to each their own. I don't really think that not, not shaving is gross. Like, I, I think there's someone for everybody out there. Like, someone probably doesn't find that off-putting. I've definitely met guys, um, I've dated men that were like, you're not going to shave. And it's even, like, two days after I last shaved. So it's just, like, stubble, you know? And they were already, like, complaining. And I wanted to be like, look, man, what about your balls? Like, (laughs) if we're going to go down this road, like, yeah, let's do it, both of us. Um, Personally, it's not off-putting to me. Um, but if someone's going to criticize me for it, then, um, I also have things to say. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same now. Like I'm in a long-term relationship. I wouldn't say I'm like religious about shaving and, and I've, I've even mentioned to like my boyfriend, I'm like, oh, like, I'm sorry I haven't shaved because I'm kind of ingrained like, oh, I, I have to shave. I'm a woman. But he's like, oh, I don't, I don't care. Like that wouldn't stop me. And I'm like, wonderful. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think Victor's made, like, a comment once or twice, like, after sex, though, where he's, like, where I'm, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I didn't shave. And he's, like, but I wasn't expecting to have sex or whatever, like, in that moment. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was, like, in the morning and I was planning on shaving that evening or whatever. But, um, where I've got the stubble, too, and he's, like, baby... I don't give a fuck. You're so hot. And I'm like, shh, you're the only one that thinks that. Be quiet. (laughs) Okay, for the fucking record, no, he's not the only one that thinks that you're hot. Get out of here. Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell my brain. Um, Let's take a poll now here. If you could go to our Instagram page and uh, (laughs) just DM us. Who thinks Jasmine is hot? Okay, thank you. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. In the next scene, uh, Joey and Ross are at the coffee house, and Ross is still upset about the dream Rachel had involving Chandler. 
Joey is trying to convince him that it's not a big deal when he gets interrupted by Ross's pager. Ross gets real excited and calls the number back on the pager. The person who answers Ross's call was actually looking for another person named Andre. Uh, Ross explains that he dialed the wrong number, the person, and that the number he actually wants is 55 Jumbo, which if you recall, Ross's pager number is 55 Jimbo. Uh, he further explains that he does not perform those types of services, and Joey interjects asking services. Ross gives him a look, and Joey understands what he means by services, as in sexual in nature. As Ross ends his call, Phoebe and Chandler walk in. Joey asks Phoebe how work was, and she said it was great that everyone was so nice. Chandler chimes in, saying that it pays to know the guy who wears his shoes, meaning himself. And Phoebe tells him that she didn't tell anyone that she knew him because all of his co-workers hate him. Chandler is shocked to hear this and asks to see who doesn't like him. And Phoebe just says, no, everyone. She tells him that they used to like him, but since he was promoted, they all kind of hate him because now he's the big boss man. She mentions how they even do impersonations of him. He is confused as to what she means. And she gives him an example. Then Ross and Joey start impersonating him as well. Um, has anyone ever poked fun at your mannerisms or have you ever impersonated someone because you thought it was funny okay first of all could that be any more rude when they were making fun of Chandler (laughs) Um, my mannerisms I'm not sure I I don't know we would consider an accent a mannerism no but um, that's the only thing that I know for a fact I was made fun of I think one mannerism that I guess they did make fun of me for was that I used to talk with my hands a lot and like I couldn't help it like my hands were all over the place (laughs) and even still now it's really hard for me to not use my hands when I'm talking like put them like in my hair or somewhere near my face or something Um, but that I know of to my face like other mannerisms I don't think so have I made fun of other people Probably on the DL, on the DL sometime. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a bitch sometimes. Um, but I can't think of, like, a good example to give you to say, oh, yeah, I definitely made fun of, of that person. How about you? Have they made fun of you? Have you made fun of someone? I used to make fun of my grandma all the time. Uh, <laughs> just because she was so grouchy. So it was easy to be like... You know, like, oh, remember when mom used to... Well, like, now I do it. Remember when mom used to be like, oh, pónganse calcetines. But you know, you like, you copy what your parents say or whatever. Yeah. Um, about myself. Oh, and then I, like, I guess I do my mom, too. And definitely my youngest sister, which I love you. I'm so sorry. But she's such a, like, she's such a girly girl. And it's so weird for me because I'm not girly, like... I'm girly, but I'm not that girly. She's got me beat by a mile or five. Um, But she's very, like, you know, she flips her hair a certain way. And so, like, I was telling Victor, like, oh, my God, she goes like this. Like, you know, when she's talking and whatever about me that everybody does is that I roll my eyes for everything and anything, even if I'm not annoyed. But I roll them in such a way that my uncle specifically makes fun of me because he says that my eye twitches, (laughs) like one of them does as I'm rolling my eyes. So he pokes fun 
Um, and anytime that I say something, if I'm talking to him, he's like, Jasmine, Jasmine, what, what? Like this? And so he'll roll his eyes and I'm just like, oh, whatever. Like, you guys suck. But other than that, I don't think so. I don't think so. Other than that, I don't think anybody has anything that they can poke fun at me about. My one cousin used to say, like, oh, my God, you can't even talk to Jasmine because she'll just, like, she's not even really paying attention. She'll be like, oh, my God, really? Wow. And so she would copy that um, for a while because she got so annoyed that she noticed that I wasn't actually paying attention to what she was saying. Uh And I would just respond with, really? Wow. And so she would do that to me. But wow. Yeah. I know. You it's know, so annoying. now that you say that, um, I think, I don't think it's necessarily making fun with one person. A little bit. <laughs> um, but there's a couple of women in my life, um, one I'm related to and one I'm friends with, that have a really, really high-pitched voice. And so <laughs> when I'm telling someone, oh, hey, so-and-so said this to me, I do the voice even though they texted me, they didn't even call me or anything. Um, and I can't help it, but just with those two people. And then uh, I even have a friend that, like, every time I'm like, oh, yeah, so-and-so said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. He's like, oh, my gosh, it's like she's right here in the room next to us. <laughs> but it's not like in a, I don't do it because I hate them. I just think the way that they talk is, like, really, really particular, really unique. And uh, I don't know, it just comes out... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, please forgive me. Anyway, we finally get to the scene where we meet Ethan. He and Monica are at her apartment, and they are talking about his childhood when he looks at the clock and realizes that he should probably head home. Monica says okay, they kiss, and then asks him if he would want to stay over. He says that he would really like to, but that before they get into any overnight activities, he has a confession. He hesitates to spill the beans, and Monica ask him, asks him if he's a virgin. He tells her um, that if that's what the kids are calling it these days, then yes, yes he is. He states that he was waiting for the right person, and then clarifies that he's talking about Monica. Monica's the right person. They end up having sex, and Ethan is thrilled, stating that it's even better than he imagined, because Ethan was honest about being a virgin. She then felt like she needed to confess something, too. She tells him that she's not actually 22. And she is 25 and 13 months, (laughs) but exclaims that who cares if she's a little older? It shouldn't change anything between them. They kiss and then Ethan says he has another confession. (laughs) He tells her that he's actually a little younger than he said he was. She asks, oh, are you not a senior? He replies stating that, oh, he's a senior, but a senior in high school. (laughs) Monica seems disturbed. Have you ever dated anyone who lied to you about their age? Yes, and it's so funny because as we were editing episodes, I sort of brought it up and literally saved it for this episode. (laughs) So when I was 17, I was, it was my senior year of high school. My aunt, who used to go to school with me, her and her boyfriend went to school with me. They had already graduated, whatever. She was like, hey, so, you know, my boyfriend has this cousin and he's cute and he knows how to dance and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. And she's like, want to go on a double date? And I was like, is he like really cute? And she's like, yes, he's cute. And I was like, okay, fine. So we go on this date. We're in the car and I'm talking to him 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, so, you know, like, blah, 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 how old are you? And he says, oh, I'm 16. And the expression on my face must have been, like, ew. Because he was like, oh, but my birthday is, like, coming up in October. And I was like, ah, okay, so, like, you're going to be 17. So we're going to be the same age. Perfect, right? And I think we met, like, right after my 17th birthday. Or, like, I was turning 17 or something. No. Well, yeah, because I was still 17 when I graduated high school. Anyways, so tells me he's 16. I'm like, cool, whatever. We start dating, whatever, what have you. His birthday comes up and his parents throw him like a little get together at their house. So my aunt's like, hey, are we going? And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I want to go with you. Like, he's my boyfriend now. So I go and before we get inside, he pulls me aside and he's like, hey, so, like, before we do the cake or whatever, I just wanted to tell you something. And I was like, what's up? And he goes, and this might have not even been the same day. This might have been, like, a couple days before or whatever. Point being, he tells me, I'm not actually 16. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, I'm turning 15. And I was like, wait, excuse me? You're 14 right now? And he was like, yes, and I was so disturbed. <laughs> I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, why would you lie to me? And he goes, because I really liked you. I thought you were really pretty. And when you asked me and I told you that I was 16, you seemed like you weren't interested anymore. But, you know, I told you that my birthday was coming up and you were kind of like, OK, with it. And I was like, yeah, bro, because I thought you were my fucking age. Like, what the fuck? So you're 14. I just turned 17 and okay, fine. You're going to be 15. That's still two years. Mind you, when you're a teenager, two years seems like a a lot. lot. No, it's a lot when you're a teenager. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And he was like, you know, I talked to my mom about it and my mom said that if you really care about me, you know, you're not going to break up with me. And I was like, dude, but this is so awkward. And so I ended up not breaking up with him and we dated for a couple more months, but it was the weirdest thing for me. Just like, oh, you're 15 and I'm 17 and next year this is going to be illegal. (laughs) Yeah, for real. What the fuck? We didn't date for that long. Like, how did he think that was going to turn out? I don't know, but it was going to be so awkward, like so awkward. But now like my husband is, I'm 30, my husband's two years older than me. Mm-hmm. So, but like these two years don't make a difference to me and I don't mind being the younger one. I like being the younger one. So, you know, it was just, I don't know, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> different when you're older. Like once you're an adult, yeah, there are some age differences that are kind of sketch, but when you're a teenager, literally sometimes even one year is too much difference. So I, I get that. I personally would have also felt uncomfortable. Did anyone ever do that to you? I don't think anyone's ever lied to me about their age. I don't think so. (laughs) I've never lied to anyone about my age. I did lie to someone about the age of someone I was dating. Okay. Because they were 18 and I was 22. Oh. (laughs) And so when they were like, oh, how's your boyfriend? I'd be like, oh, he's 20, which is still younger than me. And they would still make fun of me for it. They'd be Uh. like, oh, like what is it? Cradle robber or whatever. And I was like, yeah. Haha. And then like Loki, I was like, only we knew. <laughs> you only knew the truth. Um, but no, I don't think anyone's ever lied to me about their age. 
um, that I know of that I was dating. I did, like, I, I dated a 41-year-old when I was, like, in my early 20s, and he didn't feel like he needed to lie to me, so I don't think anyone's ever lied to me about their age. I'm going to go make sure I check uh, my current boyfriend's ID just to make sure that that hasn't happened. <laughs> I've seen Victor's ID. I know how old he is. I've seen Justin's. He can't lie. I did um, remember being super excited that I had. So like when I was when I barely turned 18, I met this guy because I was going to City College uh-huh. and I met this guy and he was so cute. He had like green eyes and just, yeah, he was adorable. And he was flirting with me. We met in, like, the cafeteria or whatever. Because we didn't even have a class. Yeah. Oh. And so we met and started talking. And then I was like, how old are you? Because he looked, like, barely older. And he was like, oh, I'm 26. And I was like, oh. And he goes, how old are you? And I was like, I just turned 18 last week. And he was like, oh, nice. And I was like. Yeah, you were fresh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm legal. <laughs> You're such a dog. <laughs> And he, like, kind of chuckled, too, like, huh? And I was like, yeah, yay, want to go on a date? <laughs> but I was, I had never been so excited to turn a certain age. <laughs> yeah, 18 was an exciting age for me, to turn 18. Well, only because I was legal for this guy, because he was super cute. I didn't oh, care about anything else. I did care. I started pulling the, I'm an adult, because um, I was still living with my mom briefly when I was 18. Uh, well, <laughs> but yes, life. Okay, so in the next scene, we don't have a question. I'm just gonna give you a little bit of the show, um, because it's basically the same scene. Monica is freaking out and asks him why he kept it from her, um, his age. He responds, stating that he lied about that she also lied about her age, and she replies, stating that her lie doesn't make her a felon in 48 states. Which, come to find out, it makes her a felon in, like, five or ten, because I was looking through... She looked it up, guys. Yeah, there's so many states that, like, the age of consent is 16, I was surprised. Anyways, um, so she asks him what he was thinking, and he says that he wasn't because he was too busy falling in love with her. She tells him to fall out of it and scolds him because he's out late on a school night, and then (laughs) goes back to freaking out. (laughs) Dude, I... He was not in love with her. He wasn't even starting to fall in love with we her. We don't know how long they were dating, though. But he... No, he was just horny. Guys, come on. He was 18. <laughs> 17. 17. Even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. He was 17. That was... Spoiler. Because <laughs> it's coming up. It's, he was 17. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get rid of this spoiler, shall we? Or is it... No, it's not here yet. Anyway. Moving on to the next scene... We are at the girl's apartment, and everyone but Monica is there. Ross is dealing with the calls that he's getting on his pager, and Chandler's inquiring about the new dream Rachel, the new dream Rachel had, explain, exclaiming that she told him about the last dream. Rachel gives him gives in and tells him that it wasn't just about Chandler and Rachel; it was about Chandler and that Joey was there too. Joey is now interested in the conversation and wants to hear more. Ross asks if anyone else was in her dream, maybe handing out mints or something, and Rachel tells him no. Joey then asks if it was just Rachel and Joey, or just Rachel and Chandler, or all three at the same time, and Rachel says that, you know, sometimes 
it wasn't even me. <laughs> Meaning just Chandler and Joey were getting it on. They both seem happy about the comment until they realize what she said and they process it and they stare at each other in slight disgust. Just then, Monica walks in and they try to get her attention. She has headphones on. Rachel then tells her that Ethan called again. Monica just says, okay. And Ross asks if they're not dating anymore. Monica tells him no and that sometimes things just don't work out. Chandler asks if this has anything to do with the fact that he needs a note to get out of gym class. Monica is about to scold Rachel when Rachel tells her that she didn't expose her secret. The kid, Ethan, actually came by the apartment. Joey tells Monica that the next time she speaks with him, if she can ask Ethan who the strongest Power Ranger is. Monica sarcastically laughs and scolds them as the boys continue to poke fun. Has anyone ever made fun of you because of a guy that you dated? Yes. <laughs> So, if it wasn't because they were too ugly or too short or whatever, it was the way that they would pronounce their names. So, I'm not going to say any names because that would expose people. What? Does, should it even matter? I mean, I guess... I don't know. Whatever. I guess I'm going to say it. So, one of my boyfriend's last names was Magarro. Uh-huh. And so one cousin who you know specifically would always be like, oh, como esta el me agarro? And it was like, oh, my God, dude. And it's like, oh, my God, if you marry this guy, your last name's going to be me agarro. And I'm like, stop it, please. You guys are so annoying. And then I dated this guy named Paul. Like, in middle school for, like, I don't know, a week or something. And they would be like, oh, because they... Because they were just jerks. They were like, how's Paul? And they would always say it like that. And it was just like, <laughs> dude, his name is Paul. And they're like, yeah, but like, how's Paul doing? Where's Paul? <laughs> what the When's fuck? the last time you spoke to Paul? And I'm like, you guys are ridiculous. I don't even but understand so the joke. Like, why are you saying his name like that? So other than that, I can't think of anybody else, like, in particular. But yes, that was... That was what they would poke fun at me for. What about you? Uh, for context, me agarro means what? I grab myself? Yes. In Spanish. <laughs> or if you say me agarro, it, it means, means someone he, grabbed, someone grabbed me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on where the accent is. Um, anyway, um, yeah, people made fun of me for that 18-year-old that I that I, that I I was dating. Like, they, they made fun of him, too, behind his back. And it was so rude because, like, okay, look. I'm going to level with you. He was 18. I was 22. We, I was just out of a marriage. We should not have been dating. That one was on me um, because I felt like it was something that I needed in order to like move on. And he was really sweet and really caring towards me. But um, yeah, we just, it just didn't work out. We just didn't mesh. But while we were dating, yeah, my friends did make fun of me. They were like, oh, like, are you going to be babysitting? Like, are you going to do this? And I remember one time... I bought him a shirt at Nordstrom because he didn't really have that many nice clothes. And it's not like he needed a lot of nice clothes. It's not like we were going to a lot of nice places or anything. But, like, you know what? Every now and then you like to have, like, a really nice quality thing or two. And I remember buying him, like, a shirt at Nordstrom, like, a button-up shirt. And, and like, being like, look, like, I got your shirt. And I remember telling, like, one of my friends, like, oh, like, I got him a shirt. And, and then she was something like, she said something like, oh, wow, like, so you're like his mom for real now? Like, I was like, no, <laughs> like, it was like a gift for, like, the person that I'm dating. So I thought that was 
pretty rude. Like, I understand that the situation was weird because, yeah, he was a literal teenager and yes. I was 22 years old. So, yeah, that that was a bit of an age gap, especially then because, yeah, he was, again, 18 <laughs> um, and I could drink. That was actually something that they did make fun of me for a lot because I was going to bars at that time because was I 22 or 23? I don't remember, but I like had just gotten separated, was waiting for my divorce to be final. And I had also left um, the Mormon church. That's a story for another day. But because I had just left the Mormon church, I wanted to like experience like the nightlife, you know, and then go out to clubs and like actually have a drink and stuff. And he couldn't come with me <laughs> because he was so young. And like my friends would be like, oh, too bad so-and-so can't be there. But like not in like a like the really sorry way like it was like in a mocking way and i was like guys stop being so mean to my boyfriend <laughs> but yes that did happen i was about to start and be like did you have to buy him like an apple juice with the little oh, that's straw so or something rude. every that time you guys so went out because you couldn't have here's the a mocktail <laughs> so you can pretend you're drinking with the big kids um okay so in the same scene, Phoebe says she has to go because she has a thing with some work people. Chandler begins to follow her out, wondering why he wasn't invited. And Phoebe tells him that it must have something to do with the fact that they, the co-workers, don't like him. Chandler doesn't understand why the staff dislike him, and Phoebe convinces him to go to the party, but tells him to stay back a bit because she doesn't want to be the nerd who invited the boss. The next day, Phoebe and Chandler are in his office, and he sounds so positive about his interaction with the other employees. Phoebe tells him that they that he was great, but that they still made fun of him. Chandler is hurt by her comment. Phoebe tells him that they still think Chandler is a great boss, but his position of authority is the reason they treat him the way that they do. Phoebe tells him that the employees think uh, he's great, but he can't be one of the friends. What kind of a boss would you be? And are you friends with your boss? I don't know what kind of boss I would be. I... The only time I was, like, in a supervisory-ish type role was when I did quality assurance for a call center. And it was really hard for me to be in that position because, like, I had something similar. Because when I started working there, I was an agent that would take calls. Like, I was a call center, like, agent person. And I used to be one of the people that would get uh, coachings from, like, Quality Assurance. Um, and I didn't like Quality Assurance because it seemed like they were, like, nitpicking at everything that we didn't do right. And then I became Quality Assurance and I realized that that's, duh, the nature of the job is for you to find ways to improve. So it is going to seem nitpicky when you're preaching to someone about the way that they said good morning um, or the way that they... Uh, close the call without saying thank you or something like that because we had certain parameters that we had to meet no matter what and we had to get um, the agents to meet those and and it did feel like a shift like people that used to be super friendly to me um they remained really friendly with me and then in, when I got them in my coaching session if they disagreed with something that I said they would like immediately not like me and i could tell that after they got out like they you could see when someone's talking about you like yeah. the pss, 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 and then the looking side-eyeing you um and that made me really uncomfortable and it made me realize that well fuck i need to find a career where 
I either need to be really comfortable with the people that I'm leading or I just don't become like a boss because being a boss, like a supervisor, a lead, that shit's really hard because you're responsible for other people and sometimes people are just not cooperative. Um, so yeah, I don't know what type I would be. When I was, when I was a quality assurance coach, I, I tried to be firm, um, but also fair um and i i did try to be like friendly i i tried to deliver like bad news but still try to spin like a silver lining which sometimes people really dug and then other people were like they hated that like they hated when you were giving them like hey like you did this incorrectly however this is like a great opportunity for growth like they didn't want to hear that they yeah. just um it was just something that bothered them to be like criticized especially because i was a lot younger than a lot of the people that worked there think that also had something to do with it uh and my friends with my boss yeah i'm pretty friendly with her uh i mean i i um recently oh my gosh oh how sat is that yes. <laughs> how sat for, for her i was like i don't did i babysit no <laughs> i cat sat and, and how sat for her and so i i would like to think that she does consider me uh, somewhat of a friend if she trusts me enough to be in her house and hang out with her cats and yeah. eating her food <laughs> Um, yeah, she's really cool. She's a really nice person. She's really down to earth. Um, she's around our age. So, I mean, I think no. that that's what helped. And she's always been super nice and super friendly to me outside of work. And then is like a super like great boss, like at work. Um, she, she always makes sure that we have enough support to do what we need to do. Uh, I don't think she's ever going to listen to this, but anyway, yeah, we're, we're friendly at the very least. But how about you? Do you how, what kind of boss would you be? And are you friends with your boss right now? So I don't know what kind of a boss I would be because I'm very particular with work and I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I know that not everybody is going to meet my standards. Um, for as messy of a person as I am, I am quite a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to doing certain things. So... Yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to be that bitchy-ass boss. Um, we'll see. Because, you know, whatever. But I am... Like, I'm friendly with my boss currently. Um, she's awesome. And if I get a chance to speak with her, like, over the phone... Like, we'll chat here and there via IM. Because uh, I work from home. For those of you who don't know... <laughs> both of us work from home. But, yes. um... But, yeah, no, when I do talk to her over the phone, we're, we'll, like, chit-chat. Like, oh, my God, how was your weekend? And, oh, my God, you know, I did this and that and the other and whatever. Um, with my old boss and my old job, she was amazing. And she was so funny. Everybody hated that we were friends because managers are supposed to treat everybody a certain way. And you're not supposed to, you know, have lunch with your employees. And one of my friends who is still my friend was a lead and the other friend was like an actual manager. And so the one who was a lead sometimes would get scolded by our managers. Like you're a lead. You need to set an example. You can't have, you can't have lunch with them. You can't do this. You can't do that. And so she would stop for a few days, but then she'd be like, you know what? Forget that. And we would like start having mm -hmm. lunch again or just meet outside of the office so that people could, would stop complaining. But my other boss who was a manager, um, like, I would go into her office and close the door, and like, like if we were out. having a meeting, and just be like, you know, like, oh my god, girl, blah, 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 so-and-so's getting on my nerves, and she's like, oh my god, if your friend comes in here with another freaking complaint, 
And she wouldn't really, like, expose anybody, but yeah, she yeah. would try to, like, vent a little. And it's like, oh, dude, but I, like, sit next to her all day, so how do you think I feel? You know, like, whatever. But um, but I'm still friends with both of them. So, yeah. I mean, I like being friendly with my bosses. Yeah. You just reminded me of, like, the best boss I ever had. Because oh. it was, like, that same dynamic. And, like, we were actually friends. Uh, we took a trip together. Oh. Um, we would... T- <laughs> Sorry. We would take long lunches. And absolutely, yes, the other person that was in my department fucking hated my guts. Uh, the other two people <laughs> were not super thrilled that I came back after, like, a long lunch. She would literally take me out shopping. The way that she cared for my birthday... And I've mentioned this before, like, that my birthday... Is something that, like, I don't like, like, a huge celebration for it, but, like, just, like, a little memento, like, something that makes me realize that, hey, somebody remembered, like, my birthday, and they decided to make it special in their own way because they like me. Yeah. She did the most. Like, she would find out, like, things that I, like, obscure things that I liked, and then she would decorate my office. Like, I'd never seen anybody decorate, like, offices that much for, like, birthdays and and she would be like, what do you want to go for at lunch? Or, or I made reservations to here, and then we're going to get our nails done, you know, and said long lunches. <laughs> um, and it was so, so, so sweet. Um, I We did, like, we're still friends, like, on social media. We don't really talk that much. I actually ran into her, I want to say in 2019. Um, and it was, like, super exciting for me. I was like, oh, my gosh, Tina. <laughs> um and it was really cool to see her again. But yeah, she honestly, and I was also going through like a lot during that time of my life. And she made that time like a lot easier on me. Like that transition when I was like getting divorced and stuff. So yeah, she means a lot to me. And I don't think I'm ever going to have a boss like as great as that. Like she was honestly the best. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> You're so welcome. <laughs> Alright, so in the next scene, Rachel, Ross, Joey, and Monica are at the coffee house, and Ross, Ross's pager goes off. Everyone else gets excited, and Ross just shuts it off and goes about his business. Monica questions him about his reactions, and the pager means that the baby's coming, and Ross states that he and Carol worked out a new system so that um, she just dials 911 so that he doesn't have to call back the random people that were looking for Andre's services. <laughs> just as Ross is done explaining, Ethan walks in and Rachel wakes, uh, makes up some excuse for her, Ross, and Joey to give Monica and Ethan some space. Ethan tells Monica that he lied about only being 17 and that he's actually 30, married with kids, and that he was actually her congressman. And she tells him that they can't be together because it's icky. She tells him she wishes she were younger or that they lived in biblical times, but that it just isn't going to work. Otherwise, she could really see herself falling in love with him. If you were really vibing with someone and they were of legal age, legal, <laughs> would you continue to date them? Or would you think it's icky, too? I think if the chemistry was really there, and yes, if they were of legal age, um, I would probably keep dating them until, you know, things yeah. went south, if they ever did. Yeah. But they sounded, again, we don't know how long they were dating for. I wish we knew. Yeah, me too. But, um. Give a lot more context. Yeah. You know, to how, to how they both pictured the future together. Yeah. I need more. I need to know how long this was. Like, was this two months? Was this five months? 
Was it already like six months? When were midterms? What month are we in? What's going on? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think if, if everything was going well and the chemistry was right and we got along and there wasn't much arguing and very few disagreements because of the age difference, I think I would continue. Would you continue? I mean, I did. I dated an 18 year old when I was in my twenties. How long though? We dated for like a year and a half, I want to say. Maybe a little less. I can't remember. I don't remember actually celebrating an anniversary with him. I know we hit one, but I don't remember actually making like a huge deal out of it. Uh, That's why you broke up. But that, (laughs) no. But that might have been on me, honestly, because I want to say that it became really serious really quickly for me, and I had just gotten out of something really, really serious. And so I started self-sabotaging, like, Mm. flirting with other guys and just being kind of distant towards him and being, like, a general asshole. And then I ended up breaking up with him when our lease was up. Like, he moved in with me. Like, that's how, like, serious we were. Um, So I ended up breaking up with him right before our lease was up. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I don't want to date you anymore. And... And I feel so bad about that because I didn't, not that it's an excuse, but I did not know how to do that in a classy way Mm -hmm. because I, it's not like I stopped caring about him. I absolutely really cared about him when, like, after we broke up, like, I, I, I cried a lot after we broke up, um, but I, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, it, it just didn't feel right. Like, he was such a young kid, you know, like. But he was, like, super serious. He was, like, already, like, wanting to have kids and planning for us to get married and stuff. And I was, like, I think that's what scared me the most is how intense this guy felt about me because I had just gotten out of a marriage. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, I wanted to live a little. And that was on me. I should not have started flirting with him if that's essentially what I wanted. But I did. And I got us to where we were. But, yeah, I did feel icky at first. But what I felt for him at the time was, like, stronger than the, ooh, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. So I, we just kept dating until, you know, I was an asshole. Until you fucked it all up. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we're almost done, guys. Uh, in the next scene, Chandler and Phoebe are walking around his office, and a couple of people are standing around making fun of, J- of Chandler. Chandler then pokes fun at himself, um, stating that he's going to need those numbers by the end of the day. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, Chandler. So then, wow, I'm going to need to start that over. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> I know, I lost my place. Uh, okay, so we're almost done. In the next scene, Chandler and Phoebe are walking around his office, and a couple of people are standing around making fun of Chandler. Chandler then pokes fun at himself, and the little group goes back to work. Chandler teases that some people are going to be working over the weekend. We then cut to a scene where Ross and Rachel are at the girls' apartment. Ross is watching TV and Rachel is sleeping. Ross shuts off the TV and gets up off the couch. Just then, Rachel starts moaning in her sleep. Ross rolls his eyes and just then, Rachel says his name. In her sleep. (laughs) He gets all excited and jumps on the coffee table. He trips over the dish that's on the table and lands on Rachel, waking her up. She starts to tell him about her dream, but only says, wow, when his pager goes off. He looks at it and realizes that it's the page he's been waiting for. Carol is going into labor. 
He falls off the back of the couch, trying to find the phone, and hurts himself. In the final scene, Ross is rushing everyone out the apartment, and everyone starts going down the stairs. Ross takes a second to pause, and it hits him that he is going to be a father. So then everyone kind of comes back up the stairs and grabs him, like, hey, let's go. Uh, and then that's where our show ends. Oh my god! Oh my gosh, how exciting! He's having a baby. He's gonna be a daddy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the wrong kind of. That's the Rachel. Oh my bad. That's the daddy that Rachel was having a dream about. <laughs> that's true. My bad. My bad. Still Ross though. Hilarious! Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, this was fun. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're still listening. Me too. <laughs> Although this one wasn't super long. We've done worse. We so have done worse. I just meant, like, listening to our podcast in oh, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the episode. <laughs> well, have a good night. Hope you're staying safe, healthy, and hydrated. No, get boozy. Fuck this pandemic. Drink all the drinks. Yay. That includes water. Uh, drink is water. Mm. <laughs> I Bye. beg to differ. Oh my gosh. Don't Bye. listen to her. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>